0: Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. my line is queens this is the third tuesday in the month of august and i really miss you i really enjoy sharing this time with you um i can't believe again we're we're at this moment of back to school time and there's so many different variables that have people nervous have parents nervous have kids nervous um and i'm telling you We could all write a book about this stuff going on right here, but I truly believe one day we will get back to a place where we will all be back together again. Again, you know my motto, it is all about mindset, mindset, mindset. So let's go ahead and get started in this week's episode. We are still talking about that big word, negativity. And so if you missed last week's episode I suggest you check it out because we talked about neck uh, neck neck mm, I'm trying to get that word out negativity acting like a squatter and honestly I really believe it is sometimes I'm gonna use that word instead of negativity right because it's just something that just doesn't want to move it doesn't want to leave um, it's just so hard to get rid of. And so let's go right into our quote. So our quote is from Shannon Aldler. And she says, People seldom change. Only their masks do. (laughs) It is only our perception of them and the perception they have of themselves that actually change. Mm, My, my, my. So this quote really, I, I really like this quote. It really makes you think. It's so true that we, You know, we are creatures of habit. Um, Even though we're eager to advance, we're eager to um, evolve and and improve ourselves, it's all about that mindset. And it is a conscious act that you have to keep in the forefront of your mind um, to stay aware of the change, whatever that may be. And research shows that the one thing that does help with change is repetition so the things that we do over and over or say over and over um really uh help with the change and making that happen um but then when you look at the quote the end of the quote there's something really deep and i'm like whoa and that next part really gets to me about only our masks change and so we don't really change but it's saying that our masks do so and and that and that happens to appear as if we change, right? And this is all based and connected to the perception of others, and the perception of yourself. So today's episode is still in line with negativity, and uh, the topic actually for today is your squatter mindset. Now I know this topic. Uh, I can tell you, I can connect this to this pandemic we are facing right now. It is so relevant, you know. And so over these past months, you've had all of these different peoples, doctors, scientists, researchers, and they've tried to, you know, figure out a way to slow down the spread of this physical virus, right, that is out in our world. Um, And they're trying to figure out a way to minimize um, the disease from spreading so fast. And the one way that they have stated is to wear a mask. Now, depending on where you live, you know, some districts decided um, to require and mandate masks right away. Some decided later, Um, but nevertheless, you know, most states and countries you know especially the areas that were hit really hard you know they are now are requiring everyone to wear masks when they are in public and is it a mandate yes is it a requirement yes but you know there are some people who still refuse to wear a mask let me say that again there are some people who have still refused to wear a mask There are some people who still feel this is a conspiracy from the government. And so let me ask you a question. When you see someone out without wearing a mask, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel negative? (laughs) So I'm going to get personal and transparent because I can't speak for nobody else except me. But when I see someone in public in a store grocery store restaurant wherever the case may be in public without a mask i am going to tell you that my squatter mindset comes in like a flood and it comes in really fast that my emotions are all over the place because i immediately start thinking what negative Right. And so I start blaming them for spreading the disease. I start blaming them for killing people. I start blaming them for the curve not going down because they're not following directions and the mandate and what they're supposed to do. But even in the midst, right, even though they are not wearing a physical mask, I mean, my squatter mindset goes into overload. So it's like I almost turn into another person. And remember, I kind of talked about that um, with mood last week. I talked about how mood is that, you know, a temporary, um, supposed to be a temporary feeling um, and how it can actually become almost like turn into a person. And so my mind turns into what I would say is a Pharisee. You know, it's like, I become the enforcer. I become the law. Like, I am the law. I am, you know, I am the one who places judgment. And all because of these individuals are not following the rules. They are not obeying the law. And I am going on and on and on in my subconscious that never ends. And God quickly said to me, "Uh, and who are you, little girl? Because no matter what they do, my craze is still sufficient. And I'm like, but God, but Daddy, these people are not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not wearing their mask out in public. And they're endangering me. And he said, and? And, and, and so has God ever... I don't know about you, but has God ever done that to you? Like you're trying to bring up your case. You're trying to bring up what you feel is fair, what you feel is honest, what is right, what is just from your perception. And God is like, who are you? Because in the end, my grace is sufficient. And so it's so interesting, um, I would say, how we see others not doing what we feel they are supposed to be doing. And it's like our subconscious flips into this squatter mindset. And every thought that comes out in that moment is negative. And so if you think about it, you know, um, how often has your squatter mindset turned on since this pandemic? You know, and I mean, we've been in this. I mean, this has been going on for some months now. And I'm pretty sure like me, that squatter mindset has turned on. I mean, you know, um, I know I'm not the only one, you know, I I know there are other people who have that same mindset against people who are not doing what they're supposed to do. But the question is, does God have that same perception? Does God have that same uh, mindset? And if, it, you know, it's like, is God really worried about what people do or don't do? And so if he isn't worried, why am I on hyper mode, you know, trying to uphold the law? Why Why am I, you know, um, hyper and anxious? Why am I trying to be the enforcer of what people are supposed to do? Why am I nervous? And so that that is the question. The question is, Why are you overly worried about things? This pandemic, your life, your relationships, your job, your children, your health, your parents, your finances, even your future. You know, one sentence that we tend to say, "Mm, mm -mm, I'm going to tell you, we say We, you know what? We won't ever get back to being normal. Have you ever said that? It's just a line. It's just something that we say and we don't realize. We we really don't realize the energy we are putting out in the atmosphere. It is the squatter mindset that has your mind entangled more in the distraction than in the good that God does every day. And so what happens is What we perceive as a negative experience it jump starts the squatter mindset the squatter mindset feeds itself by looping negative thoughts the longer the negative thoughts stay in your subconscious the stronger it grows the stronger it grows it takes root where in your heart And the stronger the root in your heart, it metamorphosizes into what I call a spiritual virus that is all stemmed and connected from how you perceived a circumstance that you deemed was negative. And so I hope I didn't lose you hope I didn't lose you. But that squatter mindset is all connected to our perception, to your perception. And and it influences what? Your heart. You know, a spiritual virus and any virus, right? But a spiritual virus can infect you just like a physical virus. And all it needs is a host. A host is what keeps the virus living. And all the spiritual virus needs is your heart. See, a virus cannot thrive without a host. And even sometimes it can multiply into other areas of your life. And so when I say a spiritual virus, it's all about the seeds that have been built up. And it, it build up a stronghold in a way that disrupts your thinking. That causes wrong attitude wrong behaviors wrong use of speech you know when you're not saying stuff right you know when you're being manipulative when you're trying to say stuff wrong networks you know when you around people you should not be and even taking in wrong teachings you know there's certain things you shouldn't be listening to and watching and so even if you think about, you know, I want to I want to connect this all together with um Jesus when he healed the paralyzed man in Luke 5. And the Pharisees, <laughs> right? And the Pharisees went ballistic. They went ballistic in their mindset about what Jesus was doing. And all Jesus wanted to do was to heal the man but they went ballistic and from that experience the pharisees perception jump-started their squatter mindset just like it does in us you know I'm gonna say this it's our perception and how we perceive experiences in our lives that can grow and manifest these spiritual viruses in our hearts and so if we look at that miracle, it's really amazing to me um, that the piece that I want to get to, oftentimes we talk about how Jesus um, looked at the, 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 um, the guy's faith who led this man down from the roof. But really, I want to talk about something different. So in this miracle, it's amazing to me that Jesus knew what the Pharisees were thinking and they did not even utter a mumbling word. Just like he knows what you are thinking about different situations that come up in your life. He knows about your anxieties. He knows about your fears and your worries. So so, so for me, when I get negative because I perceive that someone is not following a, the legal mandate, my squatter mindset kicks in and I have to remind myself to check it at the door because who am i who are you right who who were the pharisees you know it's like when we serve a god who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above we can ever ask or think you know so jesus is asking you why are you thinking these things in your heart baby girl why You know, is my hand waxed short of what I can do, even in the midst of sin, even in the midst of disobedience, even in the midst of foolish acts, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of inequality, even in the midst of racism, sexism, ageism, abuse, infidelity, immaturity, and even people refusing to wear a mask so he is the god of the big and small he is the god of everything in between that is why he is alpha and omega right so no matter what this is what god is saying i am that i am if you only believe that i am (laughs) see see it is all about your perception that believes in who he is and what he can do and so this is the part it's about believing in who he is and what he can do and so later in this story jesus is like okay hey 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 because he he he's sensing something here I, I want you to know who i am okay I, I need you to know i am the son of god so i don't need you you know to know who really I am. My, my heavenly father knows who I am. My daddy knows who I am. You know, you need to know. I know you need, you're trying to figure that out. You're trying to figure out where I'm coming from, right? But you don't need to know all that. But I'm going to tell you who I am. I am the son of God. And then second, he announces, <laughs> right? He announces this, what he can do. Meaning, I need you to know that I have the authority, you don't, but I do. I have the authority. I know what I'm doing. You know, I don't have to get your approval to do it, Pharisees, because my heavenly father has already, it's already stamped, sealed, signed, and delivered. So I have approval and I have authority to forgive sins. You don't, but I do. And so this takes me to Luke 6:45. It says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings out evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the abundance of the mouth, so a man speaketh, right? And so for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And the Pharisees didn't even utter a word. And Jesus knew by the condition of their heart what they were perceiving, right? So this is, this is, this is what, what happened. Their perception was so foul that Jesus could still hear what was going on in their heart. Jesus could still smell the stench coming from their heart. Jesus could still sense and see the negativity flowing from their heart. And he could sense the taste of the bitterness that was coming from their hearts. And even I'm talking about Pharisees, but in the same regard, sometimes our perceptions are so foul that Jesus can hear it, He can smell it. He can see it and taste it coming from your heart. Jesus can hear your heart, Linus Queens. What is he hearing today? What is is in your heart today? Remember, it all starts with our perception. And this is when the squatter mindset kicks in, jump starts. And this is where we must attack the negativity from the beginning. We must negate the lies with the truth. We must renew our minds with the truth to build up our immunity to these spiritual viruses. So Philippians 4:8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's any anything worthy of praise, think about these things so we are supposed to perceive and process every experience based on this scripture (laughs) we are supposed to filter our perceptions with truth because this is all God requires us to think about he doesn't want us focusing on things that do not concern us for example why am I worried about something in my life When God gives me instructions on things to think about. Because God knew we would have distractions, disappointments. We we would experience loss, grief. We would experience jealousy, hatred. Like God knew these are things that we experience. But God also knew we would need to focus more on who he is focus on what he can do more than what is going on wrong in my life and it's interesting how those are the two things that Jesus addressed to the Pharisees he addressed who he was and he addressed what he could do it is all about how we perceive what we go through so my question for you today is what are you perceiving Linus Queen's have you ever heard, I know you've heard this saying, but you know the saying, do you see the cup half full or do you see the cup half empty? Again, it's all about our perception on reality, especially when we live in a spiritual realm that is not seen. God wants us to focus more on Philippians four eight, and what he is doing in the spirit realm more than what our physical eyes perceive. See, If we do not give into the squatter mindset and provide an opening into our hearts, then the spiritual virus does not have a host. And so if we base everything through our natural eyes, you know, um, I see how easy we can stay in that squatter mindset. But remember, Peter said the enemy is like a roaring lion, always seeking who he can devour. So this is why the negativity is so potent because the enemy never wants you to know you have the ability to let go of things that don't concern you. And you can get to a place where God is calling you higher and more into an awareness of who he is and his authority of what he can do in your life. And so we're, you know, we are foreigners in this land. This is not our permanent home. And so God doesn't want us to be distracted by what the world does or does not do. What the government does and does not do. You know, what your job, your supervisor does and does not do. It is not the condition of your heart, Linus Queens. I'm sorry, it is the condition of your heart that determines your mindset. Let me say that again, because I got, I got, I stumbled over that. It is the condition of your heart. Linus Queens, that determines your mindset. So here's some key things that God gave me that we need to do to attack our squatter mindset and immune ourselves from the wiles of the enemy. And it's only, you know, it it starts with his truth. And we are made whole through his truth. You know, and so I want to give you these five ways to build up your immunity in a way to fight this squatter mindset. So the first way um, I feel like we should build up an immunity is realizing Psalms 119, 105. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so the first way is through studying his word. The word has the ability to shine light in our lives to help us know where we are in that moment and where we're going and so we don't need to we don't need anything else except his word two it is also um, it, it is also through studying his word that we develop a mind of Christ and realize he is all we need right he is all we need and so That is the peace, the peace, the the, the peace is when you study his word and you realize he's all we need, there's nothing else that that can be added to whatever you need. And so, number one, let me go back. So, number one, because I'm stumbling over my words and I want to make sure this is clear. So, the, the first thing to immune ourselves is to study God's word, okay? He's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path second thing we have to understand to build our immunity is understand the power of prayer prayer is our weapon lioness Queens but it's also a way to ask God for wisdom revelation understanding um, you know uh, facilitate that relationship and also asking him for whatever you need never discount the power of prayer Because that's that intimate time that you have with him when you can hear his voice and he can hear your voice. Because sometimes when we talk and we are not always talking to him. And sometimes daddy wants that one-on-one time. And so when you have that one-on-one time with him, guess what? You're not focusing on the distraction. Number three, meditating on his word. So when you meditate on his word, you get a you get an opportunity to see the big picture from God's perspective not your perspective and so when you when you come when you when you meditate on his word this is when God will bring revelation as you are really focusing and reading and honing in on um, the Rhema word right so you're studying the logos word But this is when God can really bring that rhema word alive when you meditate on his word. And when it becomes alive, then it becomes applicable to whatever you're going through. Four, you have to surrender yourself through fasting. Remember that fasting binds Satan, the prince of the power of the air. And and it keeps him, actually from influencing our minds and our lives. And so these are all things that are connected. And lastly, we must exercise the sword of the spirit. This is so critical because it allows you to use what you have studied and apply it to your experiences in a way that compares the reality you see to God's reality and how he sees what is going on in your life. So we need to build up our immunity in using these methods, because the enemy wants us to keep us in that squatter mindset, and he never wants us. He, I mean, the enemy never, never wants us to walk in everything God has promised. He doesn't. He doesn't want us to to reach our destiny. He doesn't want us to reach and fulfill our purpose. If he keeps us so distracted on the things that do not concern us, on the things. Um, uh, on people who have hurt us on, on things that things different things that were done to us if he keeps us distracted in a way right then it keeps us bound in our minds our feelings our emotions and really when it comes to feelings and emotions they change so much they change so often You know what I mean? And so what happens is we sometimes make decisions, unfortunately, based on our feelings and emotions, when really we should be praying and asking God for guidance, for wisdom before we make certain decisions. And so that's the piece. He gets you so riled up and so caught up into yourself, right? Into your feelings, your emotions, and your behaviors And then it becomes toxic. And then it becomes not healthy. And and then it really doesn't benefit us in any type of way. And so remember, as I said, it all starts with your perception. We must take action in the moment and self-reflect if what we are perceiving in that moment is reality or not. And what is God perceiving in that same moment? Because if he's not perceiving the same thing you are, then what the enemy is trying to do is make your false narrative the truth. And so ask God that question next time. Next time an experience comes up in your life, a challenge comes up in your life, you know, um, and something that challenges and really, I would say triggers your emotions and your feelings, right? And challenges different things within you, especially, um, when it sometimes, sometimes certain things don't make sense, right? The question is, does this concern me? Is this going to benefit me in any way? Is this connected to my purpose? So these are things you kind of want to ask God about. You want to ask your daddy about, because that will help give you a certain perception, right? And that is what you need. Sometimes we need to draw back from our initial perception of things because sometimes it's not always what we see. And so ask him, ask him, how how will this experience move, change, shift, grow, elevate, promote me to a new way of thinking? Or is this all about my purpose? Ask him when those perceptions come up. And so remember, Linus Queens, God wants you to build up an immunity. So you don't develop a squatter mindset. He wants you to study his word. He wants you to understand that prayer and that time with him is so important. He wants you to understand how critical it is to meditate on his word, to see the big picture from his perspective. He wants you to fast, right? He he wants you to do that. So that you can uh, stop the prince in the power of the air. But he also wants you to use and exercise the sword of the spirit because you have access to it. You have access to the sword of the spirit in your life. And when you realize you have access, then you will realize and you will understand. Wait a minute. I need to check my perception at the door. Man, I cannot believe Linus Queens, our time is gone. Where did the time go? I mean, this, I say this episode to me went by pretty fast. I guess because for me, perception is so critical um, in so many different ways. I provided my own um, experience with people seeing a mask, but sometimes we can act like Pharisees, and that is that squatter mindset. You know, and so even in the midst, this is the last thing I want to leave with you, Linus Queens, even in the midst of what people do or don't do, God is still in control. You know, there are certain people we can't control. There are certain things that we can't, cannot um, change in the world. Right. But that doesn't negate that God is your provider, that God is your protector, that God is your healer. And so don't give the enemy that much credit to to say that because of what that that person did or does can can impact me in a certain way. And so don't give that much credit to the devil. You need to give credit to God. So even in the midst of this person not doing what they're supposed to do, even in the midst of this person saying something negative, Right on TV, this person is saying something negative in in the Congress room, like even in the midst of of your supervisor saying something negative or coworker you know, uh, talking b- back, you know, behind your back, no matter what is going on, no matter what negativity, no matter what foolishness, no matter what sin, no matter what backstabbing, no matter what it is, God is still in control. God still has you in the palm of his hand. God is still your everything. God is still alpha and omega. God has still not forgotten his promises Oh, yay and amen. So don't discount. Who your God is. For he said in, 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 in that in that in that parable, he said, For I am the son of God, and I have the authority. And so that is what he is speaking to you, lioness queens. He is the son of God. He, he, you, you, you need to know who he is to you. Who is he to you? But you also need to know what he can do for you. And those two things are more. That what anybody, anything could do or anyone can say. Because our God is an awesome God and He reigns forevermore. And so be encouraged, my Lioness Queen. Stay tuned for next week. Love you. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me, I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. intentional in my fight stand on the word of God realize I am a masterpiece I am I am I am enough I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.